Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Right, uh, I'm just going to pray before we start because it's always good to ask God to to help us out. So uh, we'll start with that this morning. Dear God, thank you for this morning. Thank you that you've given me words to say and I pray that you, your words will uh, hit our hearts this morning and you'll give us ears to hear all the things you want us to learn this morning. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, so, who here <laughs> likes instructions? Who likes getting instructions? Who, who doesn't like getting instructions? That's me, I'm there. Oh, I'm so pleased with someone. You know, I'll, I'll have a picture I, I'm, and I'll work it out. Or if I'm cooking something, there's a list of ingredients. It's a rough guide and I shove it all in the pot and, and we get something. Generally, it's edible. Um, I'm the sort of person, this is why Tim has no hair, that just pushes all the buttons. You know when you get something new, new phone, I just push every button I can find. And amazingly, it works. I think I'm a genius, but it just, it just, it just works. Now, we get, we've got lots of different things in our house, and um, if I can't work out how it works, I, 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 I will start pushing buttons. And um, often I'll ask Tim how to show me to work something, and he's not so keen. This situation I'm going to describe to you happens in our house quite often. And it will normally be when I'm on break, on holiday from work, and Tim's at work, and the phone call goes a little bit like this. Hi, Tim. How do you work the circular saw? It's not a circular saw, but it, the blade's in a circle. How do you work the circular saw? Tim goes, what do you mean? How do you work the circular saw? I mean... How do you work the circular saw? Why do you want to use the saw? Because I want to cut some wood up. <laughs> Why do you want to? Tim, if you just don't tell me, I'll just press all the buttons until something happens. So at which point he gives in and gives me a rough guide because he knows he's got about 10 seconds of focus before I've gone of how to work this saw, uh, which was very exciting because it's... To work this saw, uh, and so I get a rough guide and off I go. Bless him, he's probably thinking all afternoon, oh my goodness, Lord, what have I coming back to in the afternoon? But I managed to cut the saw up and nail it to where I wanted it. It fell off later, but it was, it was, it was, it was, it was all right. Um, so I do like pushing buttons, but there's one time where I do realise instructions are really important. Here are my instructions for one of my Lego models. I do quite like a Le- Lego model. Now, this hasn't got just one book. It's almost as big as my Bible, look at that. Um, it's two, two books, over a thousand instructions. And I know that if I don't follow the instructions properly, what I make won't actually look like what it's supposed to. Fortunately, with a little help from Tim and Faith, I did follow the instructions, and I brought it with me today. It's been in the office this week. Uh, and this is, oh, yes. Yeah. I'm going to take all the credit for making it, but to be fair, Tim probably did a little bit more than me because he's got more focus and patience. But, you know, 
Our Christian faith is a little bit like that. We try and push a lot of buttons and figure things out, but actually God's given us a manual. He's given us some instructions on how to live. And um, as I was coming to talk to you this morning, the verse came to me and it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I thought, oh great, that's a great one to, to talk about. So it's like your word. Well, your word is the words of the Bible. They're God's words. It's what he said to us, those instructions. So when it says your word, it means these words, these words in the Bible. It says it's a lamp to my feet. So I've got in my head great floodlights. I'm going to be able to see crystal clear what's going on. But actually, surprise, surprise, it's not. It means like a lamp that's just going to show you the next step. It's like a little candle. The next step. God's got your next step. By following his word, we get the next step. So his word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And light can sometimes mean truth. So it will show us the truth on our path, what is truth and what is not, which I thought was really interesting. So God's word will give us guidance and give us principles. And not only reading them, we need to live them out. So this morning I'm going to look at the Bible, I'm not going to look at the whole Bible, I'm going to look at some of the reasons why it's really great for us to be in our Bibles, be in our Word, encourage our children to be in the Word. I read an article uh, by Aaron Brown, so I haven't stolen what he said, but I have used some of the ideas that he, he gave about this verse. So I've got a bit of a volunteer, and um, I think it's Jasmine. Jasmine, can you bring up? I was thinking about this question. What if you could eat just one thing for the rest of your life? Thank you so much, Jasmine. You've done a great job. You take a bow. <laughs> go on then, off you go. Good job. What if you could eat just one thing for the rest of your life? What would it be? Donuts? Uh, I probably wouldn't choose these donuts because I love jam, so I'd probably go for jam donuts. Or maybe pizza was another option that I could eat. Could I eat that for the rest, if I was only going to eat one thing? Pizza's a good option because you can have different toppings, so it would get less boring, wouldn't it? I don't know, maybe. Uh, but, but we all know, don't we, it doesn't take a genius to work out that actually, if we ate the same thing for the rest of our lives, uh, we wouldn't get the nutrients we need, we wouldn't get the energy we need, um, and we would become poorly pretty soon. Um, and, you know, as we grow in Christians, it, it, it's, it's a little bit the same, because it says, Jesus said in Matthew that man can't live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So basically what he's saying is you can't just live on your material things. You've got to ask God, you've got to be in the word and ask God what it is that he wants you to do, and that will feed your soul. Um, and I do like food, and, and I think about food quite a lot. And, and I had this thought as I, as I read this verse that, do you know what? If we went after God's word, or if I thought about God's word, or getting God's word, as much as I think about food, actually, I, I, my soul would be re in a really great place because I think about food quite... You know, if you're going on a trip, I don't know whether you do this, uh, if you're going on a trip, you go out for the day, I want to know where we're eating and when we're eating and when the next meal will be as well. I've got to know these things are really important. I hope the laughing is that other people have these struggles as well. Um, so, you, 
if, if we're running after God's word, if we're searching for God's word, those instructions, as much as we were if we were having our meals, um, our souls would be in a great place. Secondly, uh, my helper, Isabella, you've got something for, for us this morning. Now this, it's probably older than a lot of people in this room. These, thank you very much. These are tools, not my tools. So Tim, a long, 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 long time ago, uh, trained as a joiner. And when he trained as a joiner, they, these weren't the only tools. I'm not, was there electric, electric drills, Tim? Or is it just this sort of one? No, maybe, maybe. Um, so he, he learned how to be a joiner, and it didn't just come straight away. He had to be trained. Someone had to say, do you know what? You're not quite doing that the right way. Let me show you how to do it. He didn't get it by just waving them around in the air, or like me, pushing all the buttons. Uh, you know, he had to practice and learn and be trained. Um, and in God's word, it tells us that you know, God's word will do that. That will train us. And it says in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, it says, All scripture is God-breathed. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for good work. So God wants to give us all that information because he's got some good work for us to do. You don't have to go into a situation ill-equipped and feel like you, you don't know what you're doing because God's going to equip you by feeding you with his word because his, his words will teach, they'll rebuke, they'll tell you if you're not doing it right. It's not all, you know, all wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. If you've not got it right, God will tell you. But ultimately, he's going to equip you so you can get the things done that he's got planned for you. Um, and remember, we're not just reading what's in our Bible. We need to do some of the things, it's, uh, the things it says. So let's recap. God's word is going to make us grow. As we read God's word, it will make us grow as Christians. And also, it will equip us for the good work that God's got us to do. Timothy, you've got my next prop. Do you want to bring it up? Thanks, Timothy. What a great job. Thank you very much. Great job. Do you want, to, do you want a bow? Can you do a bow? <laughs> Go on then. Thanks, Timothy. So Timothy has brought a spade. Uh, and this reminds me of my holiday in Cornwall this year. And we, we go to Cornwall most years. And this year we were there with some of the family. And the kids um, made a sandcastle. And you've probably done this. You know where you all make the sandcastle and watch the sea come in and try and, you know, for some reason, even at the age of 41, you think that you can outlast the sea. <laughs> Come on, we just need it. crumbling, quick, quick. Um, but we all know the sea wins, doesn't it? That great power of the ocean will come and crumble that, that sandcastle that you've made. And it makes me think that, do you know, God's word is not like that. It's not like that sandcastle we, we make, that as soon as something terrible comes along, although the sea's not terrible all the time, comes along, um, 
it's all going to fall to pieces. God's word's not like that. In fact, it says in Mark that heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And that gives us great confidence because it means what he says is what he says, and that is true because it's true because it's not going to go anywhere. He's not going to say one day, I love you, and then wake up grumpy the next morning and a little bit irritated and tell you they didn't like you anymore. It's not going to work like that. God's word is true and it stays the same forever. It means we can rely on him as well. Okay, quick recap. I love a little recap. God's word will, uh, will feed us and will help us grow. It will also teach us and equip us, rebuke us to help us for good works. And then God's word is not going to change. It's going to stay the same. So, uh, finally, I've roped in Faith. Sorry, Faith. Do you want to bring, <laughs> bring up our last little prop? Great job. Do you want a bow and a round of... No, 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 no. Uh, Sorry, Faith, you did a great job. Um, so this, if you've been playing along on Kids Church Online, you might be able to guess what game this would be. One of my favourite games to play with Kids Church Online has been Kim's game, because we put... And if you don't know Kim's game, you, it's, we used to play it at parties. It was like the most amazing game. There'd be lots of items on a tray. We'd put it on the screen for Kids Church. And you'd have so long to memorise them all. Then they'd all go away, and then you'd have to work out how many there were. Anyone ever played Kim's game? Yeah, yeah, okay. You get what I mean. So, but I know that about 15 minutes later, if I asked you to remember all those things again... You have no chance. You've probably forgotten all of them. Because they weren't important, you just moved on. Opposite. Who's, not, well, who's been on holiday? I hope so. Yeah, oh, good. We're, we're, I, that was just to see if you're still alive. Um, <laughs> been on holiday. I, I don't know about you, but I think about my holiday. I think about what I'm going to do, where I'm going to go, what, what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to eat, uh, you know, uh, places to visit, just sit in with a cup of coffee, watching the world go by, all those lovely things. And those thoughts can sometimes take over, and I might think, find myself daydreaming about them, and I just think about them all the time. And when you think about something all the time, it's called meditate. You're thinking about it, and you're thinking about it, and you meditate on it. Well, do you know what? That's how God wants us to be with his word. He wants us to think about it all the time. He doesn't want us to use it as a Kim's game. Oh, great, I've read my Bible today. Tick, done that. And half an hour later, it's fallen out of our heads. He'd rather us read less and really meditate on it and really think about it and carry it with us all throughout the day. Um, check where I am, because it says, there we go, it says in, in, in the Bible, it says, keep this book of the law, which means the Bible, always on your lips, meditate on it day and night, so, and be careful to do everything that is written in it, and then you will, you will be successful. So we've got to think about God's word, not just read it, not just skim over it, not just tick it off on our to-do list, but meditate on it, and God says, then you'll be then you'll be successful if you do what he says. You know, in kids' church, we try um, 
often to give a memory verse, a, a verse for the children to remember. They do a great job. And that's so that they know it, so they've memorized it, so they can think about it. It goes deep into their heart. So as they get older, they can recite that, and, it, it, and it's a powerful tool for them. But we do have to remember making sure that we do, and we are careful to do everything that is written in it. So my hope this morning, and I've rushed through what I've got to say this morning, my hope and prayer this morning is that you've been encouraged to get out your Bible more, to get reading your Bible, and you knowing the importance of it. Don't use this, reading your Bible as a tick of how much God loves you. Oh, I've read my Bible today, God must love me. Because the truth is that God loves you because he loves you. He loves you because when you were in your mom's tummy, he loved you before you even took a breath of air. There's nothing you can do that will make God love you. So you know, if, you, if you don't manage to read your Bible, don't think, oh, God's not going to love me now, or God's not going to be very happy with you, me. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you. You can't, you can't change that. But the person it benefits the most is you, is me. By using these instructions, they are, they're for us. They're, so we get the best out of the life that we've got, that we get to do the good works that he's planned for us, that we get, we get to be successful in what we're doing. So, you know, we often hear kids ask, um, but I can't hear God. God doesn't talk to me. Why doesn't God talk to me? I can't hear his words. Um, and we, then we say, and we always say the same sort of thing, well, you know, it might be a feeling in your tummy. It might be a thought in your head. It might be some people hear a voice like someone talking to them in the room. It might be a picture in your head uh, or a dream. God can talk to people in lots of different ways. He can talk to you when you open your Bible and you read your Bible. Or someone might come to you and say, I think God might be saying this. So God talks to us in lots of different ways. But how do we know it's God, I think, is the really tricky thing. And we know it's God because we know his voice. So if I get a text message on my phone and it comes up and says, hey, or hi, beautiful, I know without looking at who it's from, it's from Julie Turner. Because she always starts uh, conversations like, hey, beautiful, I know it's from Julie. And I know it's going to be lovely as well, so I open it and make sure I read it. Um, because I know Julie's voice. You often find when you read church news, you can hear that person, you can hear their voice. And it's the same with God. As we read God's word, we get to know what he sounds like. We get to know how he, what his character is like, you know, how he deals with things. So when we get these situations, we can tell whether that is God talking to us because we know his voice. That's why it's so important when our children are little to get them reading bits of the Bible, memorizing verses, so they learn God's voice and they can hear God's voice. And as they grow, they'll be able to distinguish when God is talking to them. So finally, let's have a last look at some of the, those benefits of reading God's word. And I haven't covered everything today because God's word is amazing. Um, but just a few. God's word is a lamp to our feet. It will show us the next way. It will help us grow. It, man can't live on bread alone, but by the words of God, it will tell us how to live. It will equip us. It will teach us and rebuke us and guide us and train us for God's good work that he's got just for you to do. They're your jobs. God's word will not change. He's not going to change his mind on what he said in his word. 
God's word will help you be successful if you read it, meditate on it, and do what it's told you. So I don't know about you, but maybe you're a little bit like me, go around pushing those buttons in life and trying to get things sorted out, trying to work it out. And and sometimes it might go all right, but a lot of the time you end up feeling frustrated because it doesn't work out quite the way you want to. Can I encourage you this week to just get out your Bible, just read a little bit and meditate on that and think about it um, as you go about your week and just see what what the difference is. See how God will uh, change you and change your circumstances. You know, maybe this morning you're thinking, oh, you know, I've never asked God to be in charge of my life. This book sounds great that it's an instruction for your life, but how how do I get into that? Uh, And the answer is, you ask God to be in charge of your life. You say, do you know what? I'm sorry for some of the things that I've, not for some of the things, for all of the things that I've done wrong. Sorry for those things. I want to make a change. God, be in charge of my life. Help me read your word and live by it. And maybe... This morning, that is something that you want to do. So I'm going to give an opportunity now just to pray about that with you, um, and then we will pray generally this morning. So if you want to just close your eyes so everyone just has their own moment with God and have a think in your heart 